Hey, what's up, RT? Nick, I thought I was going to open that up. Man. Uh, welcome back to Tough Men of Faith. Um, we had Marcus Schrader on last week. Got him back to finish up and talk some more about uh, what he's got going on. We'll jump into it. One thing you learned from last week. Um, I didn't realize that there was a workforce chaplains. Um, I didn't realize that companies and corporations were taking care of their spiritual needs of their employees. Let's jump into that then. Marcus, right. got a question for you. Sure. Let's say I'm the CEO of a company. Not Ville Baptist Church and We Care Early Learning Ministry, but uh, a company that's not primarily ministry. If I if I came to you or you came to me, like why would I hire a workforce chaplains or or any? Why would I want a chaplain here? Like, what's the benefits? What's your sales pitch? What I would say to you is, hey, CEO, president, companies all around America, president are, RT are are, <laughs> are concerned about holistic care for their employee, holistic mm-hmm. care. So before it's always like, is, what's your retirement? You know, have a four hundred one k or not? And what's your what's your salary? What's the you know health care? Your medical plan, whatever insurance plan. But now companies they're thinking about things like work life balance. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're paying for a gym membership. But they realize that mental health and overall well being. A lot of companies are starting wellness programs within their company. Well, within that um, idea of mind, body, spirit, and holistic care, I would say to the president or CEO, hey, what benefit do you have that your company's providing that addresses spiritual care? And a lot of times they might say, oh, I never thought about that. Well, with COVID and churches being shut down and then going back online and people, they got out of the habit of going to church, so many of them don't go to church. Many people have a spiritual background, but they're not part of a community anymore, whether it's their parish, their church, whatever. I would submit to you that you can bring on chaplains who are there to to be a listening ear. They're there to walk with you during difficult times. And even though an employee might not come dark in the door of a church, we can help spiritual care in your company. That that would be my pitch. It kind of bridges that gap, you know. Have you seen that, you know, since COVID, a rising need? It seems like since COVID... Like you were kind of saying that people aren't participating in church, people aren't attending mm-hmm. as often, um, and it seems like a lot of burnout too um, mm-hmm. has really affected people negatively um, with this whole COVID and pandemic and everything. And uh, I mean, that's pretty awesome. That, yeah. The, what to answer your question? What's the, the the strain among families because of COVID? I mean, think about it, if your kid was in a school, e-learning today, back in school tomorrow, e-learning again. Oh, we just had a breakout. I mean, so you had the whole stress with school. What are you going to yeah. do with health? What are you going to do with, you know, who's going to stay home today and watch the kids? So you have that stress. You have financial stress. The economy, you know, hasn't gone that well for the last few years. And all these stresses and the leaders, the HR department and the C-suite level leaders of organizations, they're seeing that all these added stressors have gotten pe- many people just resigned. Yeah. And then they went to work remotely, right? And they're like, oh, now you got to do a hybrid schedule. Oh, now you got to come back and work full time. Yeah. Some people can't handle that, so they need to listen there. One thing we do, I also tell this CEO um, who's asking about us, we're there to love, serve, and care for people. We're not there to proselytize. We're not there to get in theological debates with people. You know, we're not there to say, oh, you're Presbyterian, you should be Lutheran. Oh, you're Catholic, you should be a Protestant. No, we're there we, We're there to love, serve, and care for your people and walk with them through difficult times. What I've learned is whether you're an atheist, agnostic, Catholic, Protestant, or Hindu, you would love to have someone come to love, serve, and care for your people. Yeah. And so when we present what we're there to do and to help people through difficult times, normally they're like, wow, how much does this cost? Yeah. Well, we're a nonprofit, so we can charge in the wellness benefit world. 
these companies are putting out big bucks on well on different wellness and, and different benefits. Yeah. And so we can come in and present them an uh, uh, an offer that is not honestly not that expensive per employee yeah. for what they get. And um, we've seen a great success rate. I was what's crazy about every for ten people we meet with and share our our plan and our service model with them, probably eight eight or nine of those companies sign up. Oh wow! Our biggest need is getting in, in getting in front of someone to explain to them how we can help their overall wellness program and their benefit plan. Yeah, that's that's what that's our biggest need. Because once we can do it, yeah, we have a really good you know close rate. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, if you think about it, right? They want they want you physically healthy. It's why they have all these wellness benefits. Because if if you're physically healthy. I mean, if I'm a CEO, I'm thinking dollars, mm-hmm. part of it, right? So you're healthy, uh, you're at work more often, you're more engaged when you're at work. But that holistic approach that, hey, when you're spiritually healthy, that's going to make a big impact at your workplace as well. Because if you take someone who's this hitting a, a low season, they're going through a divorce, they've had death of a family, this all these events that can take place, that's going to affect your work. But if my employer cares enough to have a chaplain there to talk with me during the day to be there for me. I mean, this makes a, a huge impact. Yep. And you're right. They're, they're, they all are concerned about the bottom line return mm-hmm. on investment. They want to know how are you going to help our company? Yeah. And all we have to do, if we can keep a couple people in a month or in a year who were going to quit because of all these added stressors in their life right. yeah. and they can come talk to a chaplain in a confidential setting, we're listening here. We listen, listen, listen. If they ask for advice, we give it. If they want prayer, we pray with them. And if we can help them stay at that company, we did impact the bottom line. For yeah. sure. And these people are seeing it. They yeah. know that this type of care helps the bottom line. Yeah. I mean, the military's had this figured out for a long time, right? I mean, chaplains have been around forever in, in the military. And it's a lot of what you're talking about is is we are there to help the soldiers in their job to be a listening ear. It doesn't doesn't matter what their faith is. They usually want to talk to the chaplains. They know we love and care for them. You're right. And and I was thinking about because you, you being a chaplain in the military, yeah. if one of the branches did not have a chaplain with that unit or with that mm-hmm. platoon or with that group, they wouldn't have any spiritual guidance yeah. or let's say, you know, minister or pastor, right? They wouldn't have any. Well, that's true for some of these companies. Mm-hmm. If they didn't have a chaplain there because their employees are not going to a church or a place yeah. of worship, they wouldn't have anybody either. So the impact military chaplains have, which is great. One thing, military chaplains have laid the groundwork for us. Every company we serve has veterans there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I would say nine times out of 10, when we get talking about chaplaincy, nine times out of 10, they have fond memories of their chaplain in their unit. Yeah. They say things positive about men like you. So I, I tell people all the time, chaplains doing their job well in the military has helped lay the foundation because some of these now, they're C-suite level people making decisions. Mm-hmm. And when they hear we're going to bring chaplains on, this guy who was in the army for 20 years, he's like, I'm good with that. He yeah. was there for me when I needed him. I want that type of care in my company. Yeah. And I think what's interesting about the chaplaincy world is is you have to be there. So I don't know how your mm-hmm. your business model works, but I assume it's something where they're not just calling when they need a chaplain to show up, but your chaplains are probably spending time at that company in some way, like yep. a ministry of presence or yep. something. Would that be That's true. Is it okay. Exactly. And that's what separates us from all the other benefits that mm-hmm. companies have. Like you may, might, they might have an EAP, which sure. is called a one eight hundred number, or they might have some other things you have to reach out to. Yeah. Our chaplains show up in person, have a ministry of presence. They get to see the chaplain. We provide one thing that makes us unique: we provide a male chaplain, a female chaplain, mm-hmm. a white, black, and Hispanic chaplain to every company we serve. So it's not one size fits all. Because honestly, RT, you know, there might be some people that you know they like you and me, yeah, but 
my personality might rub somebody the wrong way. Yeah. Or maybe my skin color does. Or maybe even my age. So we try to have chaplains that are older, that are younger, that mm-hmm. we want to meet that. So they have an option of six different people they can reach out to. But we're there. And over time, it brings about a relationship that when they have that need, mm-hmm. they're not calling a 1-800 number. Or going to their HR department, which they're kind of be they're wary about. Sure. Oh, what are they gonna are they gonna hold this against me? They talk to one of us, and so that ministry of presence is key. You're right, being yeah. there with the people. Ministry of presence, and then what we find in the military, which is would be similar for you guys, is there's not that chain of command where you're outside their organization, right? So I can yes. come tell you whatever I want. Sure. I'm not worried about you telling my supervisor. Exactly. Um, which that's just a great that's a great benefit to have that confidentiality uh, mm-hmm. because I can I can feel safe. Yes, yeah, so. that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. So if I'm the CEO, how do I get a hold of you? Like if this is something like, man, I'd love to talk to Marcus or learn more about this. Yeah. So our website is, is simple because it's www.workforcechaplains.com. Okay. Workforcechaplains.com. And if you go there, you can find an email that you can send. It's it's probably like info at workforcechaplains.com. We have other uh, people's phone numbers and different things like that. Um, a lot of people can, can reach right out to myself as the president. We have a vice president of operations, Darren Day. But the best way would be go to our website and, and just call the number you see on our website, send an email uh, to us through the website. And, you know, we're small enough at this point. We've grown a lot over the last five years, but if someone's interested, I, I'll probably be the one calling them and setting up a meeting and talking to them. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into it's been good to hear about that. Yeah, this uh, is awesome. And like it really interesting. Something I didn't even know existed. Yeah. I mean, this is that's great. Yeah. I've I've been following you since you started it. I didn't I would have never pictured it it grow this fast, like how it's mm-hmm. done. We talked last week about some of the numbers and how yeah. many people you service. So yeah. all right, a couple more questions on this. Do you set goals, annual goals for workforce chaplains? And then if so, could you share a couple of those? Well, when God led me five years ago to start it, we did, we, we created our board as a nonprofit, mm-hmm. and we did have a go. I had a prayer go that within five years, we were hoping we could grow enough where I could be full-time. I would mm-hmm. be the first full-time hire. So in our first five years, we, we always had everybody was a 1099 contractor, mm-hmm. in, including me. Well, right around the year five, we hit the revenue number we were shooting for, and the board said, hey, Marcus, we can bring you on full-time. So I became the first full-time employee. We had another goal that if we hit another mark, we would bring on our vice president of operations, Darren Day. Um, and Darren, he, he's a local pastor. And not many people know this, but I'll go ahead and say it. You'll be the first to hear this. But Darren, our pastor knows this. He's an associate pastor at, at a church. But uh, July 1st, he's going to become full-time with us as well. Our next, the other goals we have is to hire full-time chaplains. So right now we have about 35, 36 chaplains who mm-hmm. serve with us, and they're all part-time. Um, but as we, we grow, we do want to hire our first full-time male chaplain, a, a full-time female chaplain, and a, eventually grow to have more full-time people who can be wholly dedicated to this. Because when you're doing something bivocational, it's great and wonderful, um, but you are limited, of course. Yeah. And so... um. But the goals we've had were more of if we get to this amount of, of revenue, if we get to this amount of employees that we're serving, company serving, then we'll just bring on some more full-time people. And by God's grace, we've been able to, to hit these goals. Yeah. Do you service more than Indiana? We do. Okay. We, we, we serve. Um, there are some companies that are based out of Indianapolis, but they'll have a site in Ohio or Michigan okay. or Kentucky. Um, one has a site in Nashville. And so we will serve outside of the state. When, when needed or when asked. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's exciting. What, uh, so on a separate note, what makes you feel inspired? Like what inspires you in all this or in life? Oh, last week when we talked, you talked about an entrepreneurial spirit or yep. how men should go out and do stuff. What's inspired yep. me is the last five years of my life from age 43 to 48, for the first time, I, I, I'm not going to say for the first time, let me take that back, but well, for the first time in a vocational ministry, financial world, I stepped out in faith where I needed God to provide, but basically starting a business, a ministry. Mm-hmm. And what's inspired me is God came through. He promises. I mean, I mean, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. All these things are the basic needs that you have, right? Food, clothing, yeah. shelter. And I'm inspired that I, I want to share my story. And this is really kind of the first time I've been able to, but it is leaking out a little bit how successful our chaplain ministry's been. I want to come along, guys, not necessarily younger than me, whether it's younger in the faith or age, but go, guys, you can do this too. Whether it's ministry, whether it's business, whatever it might be, this God we serve is powerful and he loves you and he wants to give good gifts to his children. I mean, I love that. Having seven children of my own, I know how much I love my kids and RC, yeah. you love your kids. You do anything for them. Yep. To think that God loves you and I and so much that he wants to give us good gifts. And so that does inspire me now to not only to see workforce continue to grow in Indiana and in other states, but I want to see other men and women do that thing that they've been thinking about for years, that thing in the back of their mind, because so many people, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. And they probably regret it as they get older. So don't don't live with any regrets. Just just go yeah. out and don't do t- it. Don't not take that leap of faith. Yeah, you you know? s- exactly. I mean, you got to have faith, but man, yeah, when it's right, it's right. You mentioned something, something I've been struggling through a little bit personally, like trying to think through is you're a little bit older than I am, just a few years, but you mentioned like the the people coming behind you or inspiring them or pouring into them. Do you find yourself at a place like it's all of a sudden you woke up and you've, you've had some success. Like I know you're humble about it, but you've had some, some great success. You've learned some things. You're a great leader. You're doing a lot in the nonprofit world. You're moving things in the city. Do you find it like maybe an imposter syndrome or something like to pour into the next generation. Like, like they need to hear your story. They need to hear from Marcus. Right. So where, where do you find that in your life? Like that balance of, for the sake of the kingdom, pouring into the 20 year olds who are looking to plant churches or start ministries or. Yeah. I mean, that's so important. We need men. I mean, all of us in the room right now, you know, God has taught us things. We've learned things. We've seen his hand in our life. We all need to do that. And I personally, um, I have always felt uh, this passion to help younger men, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's younger in the faith or, or, or age. And it goes back to, you know, what is it? Is it in First or Second Timothy? Paul says, he talks about how he tells Timothy, how Timothy needs to, to teach faithful men mm-hmm. so that they can teach others also. Yep. So you see, you have Paul, you have Timothy, then you have the men that Timothy's teaching, mm-hmm. and then you have the one that they're going to teach. You got like what, what four generations, yep. right? My dad would bring that up a lot, talking to folks, and, and that's kind of how I see myself right now. I'm, I'm following the legacy in a, in a sense of my dad. I'm the Lord now, but God's got to work in my life. I just can't look at my dad and say, oh, God did this for my dad. No, no, no. He's got to do something for you and me, but he yeah. has, right? So yeah. now that he's done that, I'm like, wow, it just doesn't work for Moses, mm-hmm. you know, and David and um, Abraham. I mean, this stuff worked for my dad, too. Oh, wow, it works for me. God is real. He's powerful. So yeah, I definitely feel that desire. And and if the Lord tarries, I mean, I when I look around this world, I, I can't believe the Lord hasn't come back yet, mm-hmm. to be honest, but he hasn't. Right. Because uh, I'm still here, so I know he hasn't come back yet. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but no. Um, but if he doesn't return, 
that's something I really want to be able to do is is um, help younger men to see the things and learn the things I have and inspire them to do great yeah. things. So if you could go back to your 18-year-old self and give yourself a, a piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, man. That, I, <laughs> I, I, I look back at my 18 years. I was too prideful. I thought I knew it all. I thought I knew more than, you know, I thought I had everything figured out. And yeah. my goodness, I tell people at 18. It's I amazing that we can everything. make adult decisions yeah. at 18. Oh, I agree. You know, it's amazing that we can vote and do so many other things. But it's just, it's amazing that we can make adult decisions at 18. We are not there yet. I would tell my 18-year-old self, Marcus, you need to be humble, talk less, and just you need to realize this. You know, look at me. You are wrong on most of the things you think you're right on. <laughs> that's, you Wait know, till you get to be good. 30 or 40. Then you might start knowing some stuff. Yeah. And I tell folks, it wasn't until I was in my early 40s, and I'm 48 now, but where I realized, wow, I was so immature and, and, and foolish and um, and just kind of just Cra- be crazy. humble. I think about that for like five years ago, even. Just how much I've grown up over the last yeah. five to eight years is just, wait a minute. I mean, how immature was I at 30? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Well, the world we grew up in, right? The goal was graduate from Bible college at 22 and go be a pastor. I'm so thankful yeah. God spared me that because I would have done a lot of dumb things. I mean, I do dumb things now as a pastor, <laughs> but could you imagine me at 22, whatever position, youth yeah. pastor, and not to knock on those guys that do it. And hopefully they have good mentors that are keeping them in line, but. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. God's grace. I'm so, I'm looking back. It's, it's, it's probably embarrassing. I'm looking back at some of the things I said <laughs> yeah. and did. Yeah. Aren't you glad you didn't have social media back then? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? I couldn't say one thing. I'll just quickly say this. I yeah. wanted to be remembered. My kids or grandkids, after I pass, I would, I would say three things. I would want them to understand that I loved my parents and, and I tried to honor them their whole mm-hmm. life. Two, I love my wife, and however imperfectly that I try to be a good husband for my wife. And then thirdly, that imperfectly, I wanted to be there for my kids and help my kids. I guess a family man. I mean, I guess obviously a, a child of God who served the Lord. Yeah. But I want my kids and grandkids to remember that um, the things that the Bible puts a priority on, that I did. So I guess you had to nail one thing, uh, loyal to the Word of God. I mean, the Bible's inspired. And I want to be loyal to the Word of God, and that's what I strive to do. How do you practically? Because I I follow you on social media, and you'll be hanging out with one of your kids in Florida or California or <laughs> all over the place. Which I know you're a busy guy starting a business. Mm-hmm. So, what does work life balance look like for you? Work life balance with intentionally discipling mm-hmm. your family as well. That was a big factor in wanting to leave the Bible college and a traditional type job Monday to Friday, put in your hours. You have to get PTO, take off your time. I yeah. wanted the flexibility to go do stuff with my kids mm-hmm. and, and or my wife when I felt it was I wanted to do it. And that's why working for yourself, whatever that might look like, gives you that flexibility. So one big motivation for me to do this was if I felt like one of my kids needed some time alone with their dad or my wife needed some time, that I could just go do it. And up until becoming full-time with Workforce Chaplain, so as the president and founder, I just report to the board. Mm-hmm. The board doesn't get into the day-to-day stuff. So what's interesting, you mentioned that, people that follow me on, on Facebook, social media, they'll, they'll see me traveling all these places. What they don't see, I mean, they might say, oh, he was here. Mm-hmm. What they don't see is for the next two months, I'm putting in 60 hours a week, getting up at 5 in the yep, morning, getting right. to bed at 10 or 11, working my tail off. That's, but then I am going to go the next month and go do something. So That's I, not the part you share. What? Right, right. <laughs> but yeah. hard work and 
but that that is important for your wife, your kids, yourself. I mean, so I don't like this term really, but I'll say it. Self care. Mm-hmm. I mean, that probably has a lot of connotations, but you do need to take care of yourself in the yep. sense of, for me, just getting away for three days and just relaxing, praying, reading. So that's um, that's that's an important factor in why um, I was able, I felt called to do what I did, so I could be, have that time to do things like yep. that. Yeah. What do you think's the uh, biggest challenges men are facing in 2023? I think social media, I think most of us, we need to use it for the right reasons or get off of it because it can waste time. Mm. I think it can be leveraged for good. Yeah. But we got to be careful that so that we, Satan doesn't use that to trip us up with women, trip us up with whatever it might be. So facing that. And then just if you're married, focusing on being a good husband, if yeah. you're married, you know. And the need, I would say, I meet so many men who don't feel like they need it. They don't need to be part of a local church. Like, they don't value the church, yeah. and I think that is terrible, honestly. It's going to hurt them. You need community. You need a small group. You need that church. And to, it's arrogant to me to think, because I know the Bible, God saved me, and I, and, and I love the Lord, I don't need I don't need a community. I don't need a church. I think that's that's a struggle. We need more men being leaders in the church. Yeah, I was one of those guys, um, especially when I first got married. I thought I didn't need the church. I thought, you know, we had a great relationship, and... A good relationship with God, and I thought we were going to be just fine. And until I got a relationship in the church, or a relationship with the church, and started serving, and feeling that there was a need to start serving, I, I was humbled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, almost instantaneously humbled. Um, people showed up that I didn't know. You know, for tough times in life, and uh, I, I didn't even realize that I needed the church until I got into one and got to be a part of one. Mm-hmm. This uh, awesome. sees you grow, though, right? Like if if Nick does anything too stupid, his Wife's going to tell my wife, and I'm going to give well, Nick a call, right? Yeah. Or vice versa, or same yeah. thing. If I'm working too many hours or doing things I shouldn't do, that right. that's going to get back to Nick through well, who, uh, and who Karen becomes or friends with their pastor. I mean, really. <laughs> well, yeah, <You> know. <laughs> people can't find friends. Yeah, um, <laughs> great. <laughs> where was I going? You got me off. Oh, challenges for men today. Yeah, social media is a. We've talked a lot about like the reels and different things, how they can just eat up your time. Like, yeah, yeah. true. If you just start watching them, so. We ready for the lightning round? Sure, I'm ready. Did you look up the? Did you hear the questions? I already? heard a couple. They're the same every time. Okay, no, we, we should mix that up. Yeah. We yeah. should. Well, we're going with the same ones today. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> so, who would play you in a movie? Don't say The Rock. You know, you guys share the same. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Jim Caviezel. Who? Jim Caviezel. I don't know who that is. So he played Christ in the Passion. Okay. The okay, Passion I've movie. seen that. Okay, yeah. And he played uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. Okay. In a movie. Okay. And yeah, he, he's a Christian guy and he, he maybe look a little similar, similar size. I'd go with Jim Caviezel. Okay. okay. <laughs> what about the next one's your favorite book, but it, you can't say the Bible? Without a doubt, I was about 20 years old and John MacArthur wrote a book called Ashamed of the Gospel. And the subtitle was When the Church Becomes Like the World. So it's more of a philosophy of ministry type thing. And that really got my attention, like, wow, we don't have to do things in the church like the world. We shouldn't be the attractional model. We should, you know, so that was really influential in my life. Ashamed of the Gospel by John MacArthur. Okay. I I don't think I've read that, so I'll check it out. Nick, you ready for a third question? Yep. What'd you got? Well, I have it here someplace. I thought maybe you knew it. Oh, who would, uh, which Bible character would you say? No, wait, wait. Like? No, someone you could go back in history to meet, not Jesus. You're going to get two questions. What Bible character would you associate yourself with being the most like? Mm, man, that's a... I'm going to go with... Um, <laughs> he stumped him. See, that's why yeah, you wanted this question. The lightning round is a bad like, one. I don't, I don't know there. That's you what know, happens when you prepare. 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe Timothy, because there was a time when I was in my mid-20s, and I got a pretty influential role at, at this college, and I felt like I was kind of young, and I remember thinking, hey, let no man despise my youth, but be an example, mm. you know? And so Timothy, and maybe Joseph, I, I want I want God's blessing on my life like Joseph, that wherever he went, as long as he stayed humble and put God first, God blessed him. That's kind of who, that's one of my heroes. So I would say Joseph and Timothy. Okay. Good. Uh, then someone you would like to go back in history to meet. Man, dude, that that's a good one. Um, I think I heard one of your guests said Solomon. Maybe I I, I don't know if I heard that. Yeah, or not, but I think I, someone did. So um, what have for that wisdom? But well, yeah, that's a good one because all these anybody who is a believer, like biblical people, I'll see them in heaven. Yeah. So I'm thinking about maybe someone that might not get there. <laughs> that's um, a good way to think about then, it. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, well, I probably well this is just top 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 of my head. Maybe Cain. Because I think maybe Adam and even I know Abel, they're going to be in heaven. Yeah. Cain might not be. I like, you know, he was the first human ever born, right? Mm -hmm. Because Adam was created, Eve was created. The first human, I'd probably say Cain. Yeah, that's, I didn't see that one coming. So, (laughs) yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. It's been really good. Uh, If guys want to connect with you, it's workforcechaplains.com. Yep. Yes. Reach out to Marcus and hear more about uh, that ministry. And thanks again for coming. And if you're CEO of a corporation and you need a guy. (laughs) workforcechaplains.com yep all right thanks for joining us thanks for having me it was great to be here awesome do it again yep see ya